I do. Sing along. Make some up. Do it, Tevin. Sing along. Come on, Tevin. Looks right at you. Make weird sounds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. I have the scoop on Dunkaroos, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brampernard. <laughs> what did you and Tevin hop on the phone? By the way, wearing your light we're green shirt. Yeah, we're wearing a light tealy. Fawn would be thrilled. That's her favorite color right now. Although you've got a green shirt on underneath your coat, too. <clears throat> we're feeling the green. Yep. Oh, yeah, I am green. Look at that. Everybody, oh, blue, blue, I'm not green. as I'm not I feel as this light. is more blue than green. Yeah. It's yeah. turquoise. Yeah. Is it turquoise? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, Teal, turquoise. But there's dark <laughs> turquoise and light mm-hmm. and sea foamy. Sea kind foam. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah, did I love sea foam as a child? That <laughs> uh, was the coolest color of all time. <laughs> I remember for a long time it was lime green specifically. Oh, yeah. You so, were yeah. big into lime green. Super cool. I remember being so jealous of my friends that had braces and they could put like color patterns on on their teeth, you know, like oh, pink yeah. and lime green. And You're just there with your perfect teeth, I jealous. <laughs> I know. Now, <laughs> hindsight's 2020, yeah. as they and say. And neither one of my kids needed braces, so yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure Sage is going to Thank you braces. for saving us $50,000. Because now you just do the trays. Like, the, yeah, the what Invisalign. Are, Invisalign, and they're not even that crazy expensive. Although anymore. a lot of kids need, I think Sage is going to need an expander because his teeth are all crowded. You'd so be they surprised put that, what they can do with those Invisalign. No, it's, he doesn't have his adult teeth yet. So No, they do it when they're, I think they start, they give kids expanders at like seven. But if really? they're going to fall out anyway, how do you know? Because yeah. it's uh, making room for, because adult teeth are bigger than are they? baby teeth. Oh, okay. so, so they make room, they're like, if your baby teeth are crowded. they're messing with their jaw and everything. Yeah, because yeah, if their baby teeth are crowded, that means their adult teeth aren't going to have room to go in, and then they're going to be real crooked. Mm. Oh, okay. So I know quite, I know a number of kids that have expanders, and they're seven. like seven, or mm. braces in mm. fourth grade. You could get them one of those like headgear things. I could. Yeah. School, like, That's just oh, yeah. uh, like an underbite, <clears throat> overbite, that sort of thing. Imagine yeah. that the Invisalign stuff is something that kids would keep. You probably have to do with little kids no, more of a braces kind of a, or just lose them. Yeah. Well, and there's only time, there's only certain situations where you can do Invisalign. Like if your kid's teeth are really messed up. Yeah, Invisalign can only do, do a little bit. So yeah. I have a question. Okay. Yes. None of our. Neither one of the two of you ever had braces, did you? No. Mm-hmm. no. Nobody in my family. Nobody in my family. So this must be a Rasmussen thing once you have Dan pay for Dan it. Dan had he braces. Will, he will pay for it. Oh, did he? So he did have braces? Yeah, Dan had braces. His gene do. pool. <laughs> you your gene pool, you pay. Yes. <laughs> That's what, exactly what I just said. Gene pool. Well, the they gene have, pool. Well, they have horrendous cavity teeth because of me, though, so it is what it is. Our... Cavities genetic yes. based, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I didn't I mean, have a lot of My dentist, cavities. my, my fawn has had like nine cavities, and she doesn't drink yeah, juice had, or soda. Yeah. Or it's, yeah, actually more probably. I don't even know. She's had so many cavities. And the dentist is like, you're doing absolutely everything you can. She brushes her teeth. She has an electric toothbrush. She flosses every night. And she's like, some people just draw the short straw on Damn. the... Tooth lottery, and Fawn mm-hmm. is one of those kids. I've had three root canals, so I have never had one. Knock on wood. That's from your side of the family. You've got no, about that would 10, be a brand. Deal. You've got about ten bridges and bridges. Bullshit. Bridge. Bridge. Bridges. Bridges are for missing teeth. Yeah. Don't you have like bridges? No. Don't you have like bridges? <laughs> some Just stuff. Forty-two <laughs> years I've been with her. You've she got something going on. Yeah. Oh, no. You, no, I don't. Crowns? crowns. I have crowns. I yeah. have a crown. And crowns some, are very different. You had some what, sort of bridge problem. I did not have a bridge, bridge problem. problem. <laughs> Jesus. Bridge over the river. Uh, nice Troubled marriage. waters. <laughs> nice marriage. Bridges. Hey, don't you have just one leg? Like, what <laughs> you the hell? You were like, didn't I, did either of you ever have braces? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't Your think you did. Children. That's why I was asking. Yeah. yeah. I so, asked it because it. I didn't think they did. Well, I asked it because I didn't think you did. Because the Brand family gets cavities. That's why you're upset. You both I'm not get upset cavities. About you, both have, you both don't have great teeth. I love you to death, but not great teeth. I mean, they look nice, but a lot of cavities. But they're porous, yeah. We're, we have porous teeth mm-hmm. and acidic saliva. That's what my dentist told me. 
Well, thank you for that. Acidic so. saliva, ladies and gentlemen. A lot yep. of booze Quit hounds get cavities. Quit telling people our dirty laundry. <laughs> Seriously, a lot of booze hounds get cavities because all the sugar going in their mouth. I don't <laughs> sugar. Well, I mean, it depends on what you drink, I suppose. Yeah. I, was, I mean, that would make sense. If you're drinking mojitos all day, then yeah, you're going to get cavities. Mojitos. I wonder how baby. many alcoholics, like, they mix mojitos all day. They're drinking like 20 of them a day. Well, like wine coolers and wine stuff. Wine like coolers that? will that give you cavities. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I would wonder if, like, getting drunk and then like passing out and not necessarily like that brushing too. your teeth before you go to bed well, that's, yeah. like, that's why that meth like meth mouth happens people think it's because meth is like corrosive to teeth but it's not yeah. it's just because no. they don't brush their teeth right you're too oh, busy looking just... for more meth <laughs> yeah bird pretty much really? too busy. Yeah. Just, your teeth can look that meth. nasty in that short of a time from not you brushing just your never teeth. brush them yeah i mean i think doing meth definitely <clears throat> has something to do with oh, it but yeah. maybe you not you can't help your yeah. chemistry your, i don't think i've ever yeah. seen somebody that does meth and is like flawless white teeth. No, just well, you think you'd have so much more energy to brush your teeth. No. <laughs> it's all true, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to all do is go out and get a, all our teeth pulled and put bridges in so Catherine's happy. <laughs> so yeah, you've hey. already got a head start on us, apparently. Yeah, you apparently. Know, I didn't even know it. I'll bet you've got a bridge you just forgot. I do not have any bridges. <laughs> you know, I... Well, Andy, Andy just has no tooth. I have one missing tooth, yeah. Yep. In Where one spot, uh, one of his molars. Top left, yeah. You know, that's hillbilly magicians. Although that is one that it's I don't us. think I would get replaced, because like it's not like you can see it. That's true. You, if you can still chew stuff. I don't know. I feel like I'd be like, eh, it's missing. It is kind of annoying sometimes. It's like you can't eat Doritos on your left side and you're going to miss two. Go right into your gums. Oh, well, forget oh, yeah. about it. How, How long about Dunkaroos? <laughs> Can you eat Dunkaroos? I would get one of those retainer thingies. What? Retainer. With the tooth. You can get a retainer with a Why tooth on it. Why not just get an implant? annoying. Just get an implant. No. Yeah, it's, they're way more expensive. Yeah, they're get a bridge like your no, father. Getting <laughs> implants is so expensive. One implant? Yeah, it's like $25,000. Yeah. It is not. I'm telling you. Not Didn't Ellie mention... Nick just do his whole mouth in implants? What did it cost him? A million? Who did? Ellie Nick. Well, not he? to mention, they told yeah, me that so the implant goes into the bone. So yeah. they, they have to go in, they drill a hole in the bone. Yeah. And you use a cadaver tooth. Then you come back later with that hole once it's healed up. Then they install the uh, peg or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then again, you have to come back again, get the tooth installed. Also, if your bone isn't, um, if you have like a thin bone there, like I do, they would have to add a bone graft to the process. Oh, that's yeah, all so yeah, I'm not doing any so of that. So. I got one crown mm. and it was $4,000. Yeah, dentistry is stupid. And I have dental insurance. Jesus. Wow. I have good dental insurance and my crown was, yeah. like. But to be fair, would anyone do dentistry if it didn't pay well? That is kind of I a nasty guess. job. Yeah, no thanks. Isn't the suicide rate for dentists high? Not, or used anymore, to be anyway. not anymore. I saw this thing the other day on Instagram and it was like, at the dentist, when I poke the most delicate part of your mouth with a sharp tool, it bleeds, and it's your fault. Mm. Oh, well, there you have it. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? 
North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We have That's what dentists do. Sammy on the line. Sammy Sadler with us as a matter of fact. How you doing, Sammy? How are you guys doing this morning? Marvelously well, as a matter of fact. Do you have any fact. crowns or bridges? The teeth are doing great. <laughs> How do you <laughs> feel about well, I, cadaver I've got, teeth? I've got crowns and I've got an implant. See? Okay. So, Sammy. 25000 for that implant? <laughs> no, you know, I think, I think it was around 5000 there we go. That That's sounds so more bad. realistic. So, Sammy, i got to tell you something to start off the, the, the interview here. Um, this is a family show. It's me, my wife, our son, our daughter, and a close family friend. Okay? That's who's on all the right, show. All right. All right. My wife just asked me, after being together for 42 years, if I had a bridge or not, which I do not. How does someone who's been around you for 42 years not know that you don't have a bridge? Yeah, you'd think you'd think she would know. You think? Thanks a lot for yeah. being on my Just side. Really throwing her under the bus. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if you'd been together forty-two days, then I, yeah. I could understand it. But forty-two years. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how many ca- fillings your wife has? Sammy is my new best friend. Do you know friend. if I That's floss? All I have to say. Do you know anything about my teeth, really? My new best friend, Sammy Sadler, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, defended uh, me. Now, Tom, I don't, I don't want to get in the middle of a family squall here. No, I no, understand You're in that, the middle of it right now. Now, I do have to ask this. Speaking, <laughs> oh, of, speaking of families, I do have to ask this question. Are you related to Sergeant Barry Sadler? You know, I've been asked that a lot over bet, the years, but not to, my, not to my knowledge. You, you ever heard his song? It's a phenomenal song. Oh, yeah, Green Beret. The Ballad of the Green Beret, Silver Wings on His Chest. Great song. Now, my next question, Sammy, is looking at the title, Sammy Sadler, our very special guest, has a new single, Everything's Gonna Be All Right. Just the title enough, Sammy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody's angry. Everybody's horrible. Everybody's in a terrible mood. Please tell people everything's gonna be all right, Sammy. Well, you know, I hope hope that that's the way it'll be, uh, uh, Tom, I mean, that song is uh, a good uplifting song. I think it's a good, uh, you know, it's a good positive message. And the world we're living in, you know, I just think that, you know, we need we need some kind of hope. And, uh, you know, I just hope everything is going to be okay. You know, what's interesting about that, Sammy, is that, that I looked at your uh, your ID uh, that's sent over and all the rest of it, uh, your interesting stuff. And, and as you scroll down... You've been through a bit in your life, haven't you? Man, I have been through uh, a lot. Uh, I look through and look over my life and can't believe that I have been through what I've been through. I never imagined in a million years I'd, I, I would have gone through the things that I've gone through. But uh, only God knows why and, and uh, knows the answer to that. But, uh, man, I, I've, I've sustained a lot, and, and it's only because of him. I will tell you, I'm very serious about this. I've never been caught up in a uh, an attempted uh, murder, an attempted assassin. Or, or the actually, the assassination wasn't attempted. It actually what? happened, didn't it? Yeah, you know, um, my career started, uh, Tom, right out of high school in 1984. I graduated, and I had to make a decision whether I was going to play baseball or if I was going to pursue a music career, and I ended up choosing music, and I moved to Nashville right out of high school, and uh, in the uh, summer of '84, and uh, b- about six or eight months after I'd gotten to Nashville, after that, I'd gotten a record deal. And back in those days, it was kind of unheard of of 18-year-old people getting a record deal because sure. you know in those days they only they only wanted to sign people in their late 20s and 30s and people that were kind of seasoned, you know, and uh, so I was lucky enough to get a, a deal, and, and uh, they didn't put out albums on you. They would put out singles to kind of see sure. how your singles did before, they, before they'd ever make albums. So by the time of 1984 uh, to 1989, I'd had six uh, 
nationally charted records and uh, they, they were starting to work on my first album and uh, in the winter of 1988 we had went in and recorded the old Aaron Neville song Tell It Like It Is oh, I love that song. and uh, they they put that song out on me uh, in uh, the winter of, of, of 1989 and, and that was my fastest rising single it took off at radio and things were starting to happen and uh, I'd become friends with Kevin Hughes and Kevin was the chart manager for Cashbox magazine back then sure. and Cashbox was a rivalry to Billboard magazine. Yep. And so to make a long story short, uh, March 9th, 1989, when I had Tell It Like It Is out, uh, tragedy struck us on March the 9th. Kevin was shot and murdered. I was shot and left for dead, and it no, went around the world as the murder on Music Row. Good Jeez. What a story. I mean, that is an amazing story. And by the way, can you do that one line where he goes, let your conscience be your guide. I love that line. Oh, for yeah. Oh. Man, I tell you, it's a great song, man. And It is you know, a great song. It's, it's, it's ironic, man. I mean, that song was a number one song for Aaron Neville in 1966, the year I was born. Really? That was all the way back. God, I would, I must not have been born yet in 1966. That's 1966, not true, he I had a number it. one record on that record, and, and then I ended up listening to uh, an interview on Aaron that he was doing on that, and he said he never made a penny off of that song. Really? Why not? Why? Uh, between, I guess, the... The record companies and and uh, everybody, uh, you know, cheating him out of his money. I don't guess he ever made a dime off of it. God, Jeez. Tommy James and the Shondell, same situation. Guy stole forty million dollars from him. Jeez, whoo! Unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. And, you know, and that's the that's the thing about it. You know, I mean, it took them after this happened to us. Um, it took thirteen and a half years for them to solve. Uh, this crime, and they even brought me in as treated me like a suspect in the middle Ooh. of all this. And I mean, what they put me through, what they put my family through, uh, is just it's just something that I, I just can't believe that I've had to go through all of this. And they finally brought it to justice uh, 13 and a half years later. And what it all boiled down to, there were five or six record promoters. Uh, that were promoting uh, records to Cashbox, and they were trying to pay Kevin money underneath the table or bribe him to move their records up the charts and to play the game. And he was an honest man, wouldn't take their money. They shot and killed him over it, and I just happened to be with him that night. Yeah, so it was an assassination, literally. Yeah, it was. And how did you get brought in as a suspect, then, if you were somebody that was also shot? I Nearly killed. You know, I asked, I asked myself that same question. You know, I mean, here I am. I, I've got a bullet in my in my arm and my shoulder. I, I didn't know how bad I was hurt, obviously, that night. But uh, I'm sitting there. I find out I'm bleeding to death. It severed the main artery in my arm. And, I mean, again, I just don't. I don't know how anyone could assume. You know that I had something or had anything to do with something like that. The police ended up bringing me in, uh, making me do a, a lie detector test. They even took me to Vanderbilt and Nashville and had a professor hypnotize me while they are sitting on the couch behind me. And when all of that is done and over with, and he does whatever he did to me, the only thing that I told any different than I told them from day one is a guy I had on a heavier jacket. And when we got up to leave, the police officers said to the professor, was was he really hypnotized? And, and the professor said, well, absolutely he was. God, what a story that is. That's amazing. You know, you just remind me of something. Uh, back uh, for about eight years in the late 70s, early 80s, I worked at Capitol Records, right? And I did the, took care of the central part of the United States all the way from New Orleans up to Minneapolis, St. Paul, and you know, pretty much over to Chicago and then over to Omaha, Nebraska. And so I used to travel quite a bit, and we had a guy named Bobby Hurt that worked at Areola Records back in the day, uh, a German record label that Capital kind of dealt with. And that story you just told me reminded me so much of what Bobby said to me one time, because I asked him, I said, so we got you guys 
in Los Angeles in the in the Capitol <coughs> Records Tower, and then you got like several of us out here running territories, and then we have people working for us underneath you. Why do we need independent record promoters? And he said, and I quote, only problem with independent rec- uh, record promoters is once you hire them, you can't fire them. <laughs> so, Samuel, oh, wow. it's what you're talking about. It's like they can be a little dangerous. There's no doubt about that. And you're living proof. Well, it almost sounds like somebody was paying somebody to try to put the blame on you. Oh, yeah. Doesn't well, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just uh, a crazy, you know, I mean, here I am, you know, I didn't know I was even bleeding to death, but then I find out later that it severed the main artery in my arm and it uh, had uh, blown one of the nerves in two. So I had to have a second operation uh, going on six months down the road and uh, kind of the little story with that of how that came about and how I got that, that operation done with, with who I got it done with. Um Al Gore was a senator at the time of Tennessee, and his son had gotten run over at a Baltimore Orioles baseball game and had some kind of nerve damage done to his arm or hand or something and uh, had to have a, an operation done on it. And I had a friend of mine that worked at Nashville Metro at the time, and she had come in, and she goes, Sammy, you need to call Al Gore. You need to call Al Gore. And I said, Mitzi, I'm not going to call Al Gore. You know, she was just hounding me about it because of whoever operated on Al's son. You need to get that same op- that same surgeon to operate on you. And she just kept on about it. And one day she came in and she had Al Gore's phone number. And I just took it from her to kind of make her shut up, you know, to quieten her down. And so I took it and I dialed the number up and Al's secretary or uh, somebody come on the phone. I started telling her who I was. She goes, hang on just a minute. And Al come on the phone and, and started talking to me. And I started telling him. And he said, Sammy, you don't need to tell me what's happened. It's, I've seen it. It's all over the news. He said, I'll call you back in 15 minutes. And sure enough, in about 15 or 20 minutes, he called me back and called the surgeon that operated on his son in uh, New Orleans, which they didn't take out-of-state patients. And he set up the operation, and all I had to do is fly down there and get it done. How wonderful is that story? That's a great story. Yeah, so, you know, man, I'll always be uh, grateful uh, for him doing that for me. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just a kind gesture uh, for someone to do that. There's no question about that. I got, uh, Very quickly, because this is a – you have a fascinating story, Sammy. Your, your life story is really interesting, but <clears> – <throat> One of my, it just brings back talking about country music and all the rest of it. My mother, growing up, was a huge country western fan. She just loved country music, and I grew up in the inner city, so I kind of leaned toward R&B and rock and roll myself. But So I asked uh-huh. her one day, I said, Mom, let me ask you a question. Where we live, it's kind of unusual. So why are you such a country music fan? And she said, and I quote, one like the people you listen to, these are decent people. <laughs> Yeah. Judgmental. Uh, wow. <laughs> but she thought that country, country people and country fans uh, were the best people in the world because they, they sang songs about loving one another or getting a divorce or the real things that happened in life. There was a lot of that in country before it ever got to rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, you know, country music, man, is uh, of what I know of it, is is about real life and about things that everybody yep. goes through and it's real it's real you know and music is really powerful man and it, it can touch you where nothing else can get to you you know there is no doubt about that now i do want to hear all about everything's going to be all right it's a great title i hope everything is going to be all right because right now things are a little shaky there's no doubt about it. tell me about the song well uh bill labonte and steve warner wrote this song and uh, Steve and I have, uh, I've done some shows in the past, uh, where I've opened up for Steve and got to know Steve through the years a little bit. And he's been gracious enough to, to come in and sing on one of my albums and, uh, that him and Bill Anderson had wrote a song, uh, on one of my earlier albums. And, uh, when I heard this song, I just, I just fell in love with it. And it, it's an uplifting song. It's a positive song. And, and I hope people will go and try to find it and, and download it and, and uh, you know, listen to it because I believe, uh, you know, it might help you get through the day, you know. Indeed. Andy, do you have a, do you have it with you in there? I just sent him. Uh, I do. 
The MPG, okay. Would you mind if you listen to a bit of it, Sammy? Sure. I'd love to hear it. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it on your end, Sammy, but... Uh, but we are listening. We, we will case. be listening. Well, man, well, you tell me what you think about it, guys. You okay. got it. Here, we're going to listen. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I say we can't hear it on our end. There we go. No one can hear it. Thanks, Sharon. And that's your weather update. In other news, the cattle market is at an all-time low. Sure hate Ooh. to hear that for all of our local farmers. <laughs> Can I say, I guess it's just been one of those years No need to worry What good does it do? Darling, turn out the light And tell me that you love me Way to go, Sam. You made me miss my mother now. Thanks a lot. And I'm going oh, wow. to have this stuck in my brain all day. <laughs> exactly. What a great song. <laughs> well, thank you. Sammy, we need a lot more of that. Everything's going to be all right. Calm down. Yeah. Everything's good. Boy, we really need to hear that. There's no doubt about that. It, now, that song is doing well, well isn't it? I'm assuming. It's in, uh, It's only been out about eight weeks. It's uh, It's in the 50s on the Texas charts. Uh out here, I heard that it went to number two on the European chart uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then we've got a video uh, as well uh, to the song that the Heartland Channel just picked up. And then I hear that Country Fix is going to be picking it up in June, and it's going to be going out uh, to a bunch of video outlets across uh, America and into uh, China and Australia and uh, uh, other places. So, uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, It'll get out there and people will find it and hopefully they'll find my music and uh, download it. It's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. Sammy, I have a question for you. So as far as playing sure. that song, I, I, uh, we do this family show together, but I also do a, uh, a morning show podcast from 7 to 10 a.m. here in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Is there a way I could, I could pick up your song and use it as my bumper music for a few weeks? Sure, man. Just uh, get... I, I guess Barry, you know my my PR guy Barry, right? Mm-hmm. Just call Barry and uh, get with Barry and tell him what you want to do, and I'm sure he'll get with you and take care of whatever you need done. Because I'm telling you, Sammy, we, I would love to play. Everything's going to be all right. Because when I sit down at you know six o'clock in the morning and read the news and watch the news and all the rest of it, the anger and the hatred right now, those people have got to hear that everything's going to be all right. They they have to hear this message. Well, you know, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, every time you turn on the news and every time you open the newspaper is nothing but mm-hmm. nothing but negative and bad, yep. you know, yep. and, uh, I've also got another song that I had out a few years ago and I've got a video to it. If y'all would like to look it up and, and listen to it and it's called in America. And I believe that song is another song that is a timeless song and it speaks to America uh, that we take for granted uh, every day of the country that we live in. And, uh, you know, look that song up as well and feel free to use it as well. But I, I believe that uh, everything's going to be all right. And, and in America are two songs that I, I believe that are timeless songs and people really need to hear. 
And that's the thing about country music, I think, is that I think my mother did have a point that she kind of, you know, felt all right. She listened to a little country music. I'm mean, like way, way, way back, going back to like Eddie Arnold and those people, Sammy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, bet. It made her much calmer. She was much happier. She, And you needed to hear my mother sing along because you think I have uh, a deep voice. My mother's voice was deeper than mine. But... Oh, wow. She but couldn't carry a tune Could in not sing a note, Sammy. <laughs> She'd be in the kitchen. But but she didn't know that, man. She didn't no. know that. <laughs> oh, she did not, Sammy. Honest to God, I'd come home and she'd be in the kitchen and be like, everything's going to be all right. I'm like, Mom's home. It is kind of fascinating. Yeah, I like, hear you, man. I, don't, I wouldn't call myself, you know, a great singer or anything, but I can, like, identify a note. But some sure. people, it seems they literally, like, that process is just not in their brain. Well, I've always wanted I to know. How that happens. I wanted to know if if you if you're trying to sing and you can hear the song in your in your you know earphones or whatever headphones and you're trying to sing along with it and you can't. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, do, do you hear it yeah. the way you're singing it? They must, right? I think you just turn it the volume up high enough where it drowns out your yeah, own. You can't voice. hear your own yeah. voice. I have a friend that is tone deaf. And she says she hears the songs like everybody else does, but she can't but make how the does sounds. She know? <laughs> yeah, how would she, she know? She's that, like, when I sing it, I know I'm not singing it right. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like it you have the control much over your different vocal coming chorus. out of my mouth than uh-huh. it does uh, in my ears. All right. That makes sense. And she's like, and I can't match the tone. I don't know how to do. It doesn't. It just does not compute. Huh. Practice. All right. Interesting. <laughs> you gotta practice. That's it. No question. Sammy, I gotta mention one other thing. Uh, back going back to doing. <laughs> You know, Capitol Records for eight years and all that stuff. And I'm not saying this just because it's your business or the rest of it, but I am saying it because you're a very pleasant person. I got to be honest, I did not meet one country artist who was a pain in the ass. Country artists tend to be very down to earth, very friendly, very, very nice people. Uh, is it, I can't always be that way, Sammy, but do you find most country people are pretty decent people? You know, mo- most of them are. Uh, I mean, you run across some that are not. And, right. You know, I don't know if it's them having a bad day or, or, or what, you know. But but oh, the overall general, yes, I, I would say every, everybody is. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. Hank Williams Jr. was on stage at, uh, what's the name of the place over the, uh, the U campus again? The, big, the great audit, Northrop Auditorium. Northrop. Yeah, he was at, playing at Northrop Auditorium with a bunch of country acts and all the rest of it. And I was backstage and uh, after the show, and I walked up and I said, Hank, i got to tell you, you did a hell of a job, and that was a great show. He dropped to his knees and said, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how sweet is there you that? Go. Awesome. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I thought, how sweet is that? So, yeah, we need more of everything's going to well, be all right, and it needs to get yeah. on the local radio station. Maybe I'll get back into promotion business. I'll promote the record myself because I used to go, and go you're either going to play it or there's going to be trouble. Wow, strong arm. <laughs> well, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate the kind words with it. And, you know, if anybody wants to find it, you know, it's on all the, the streaming downloads and uh, the videos on YouTube. And you can go to my website at sammysadler.com. And, you know, we've we've got a, a book out, uh, Tom, about uh, the incident of what happened to me. It's called A Hit With A Bullet. Oh, okay. Uh, the, Real Murder, the Real Murder on Music Row. If anybody wants to get a copy of that. They can go to my website. I autograph all of those copies. If they want to get it on Amazon, they can get it there. And now we've got it up on all of the Audible levels in case nobody uh, wants to read. They want to listen. They can get it on Audible. And, uh, you know, if, if, if anybody's interested in that, and I'm not saying it because I wrote the book or, or anything like that, but if you're an aspiring singer, uh, entertainer, or want to be in the music business, no matter what genre, it is. Uh, I would encourage you to get this book and read it, and maybe it'll help you along your journey, uh, and and kind of know what to do and navigate through some things whenever you're pursuing that career. It is a wonderful deal. Do people know what "hit with a bullet" means actually in the, in the music business? Well, you know, in the music business, it, it's you know um, a hit with a bullet. You know, they use the. You know, you, your record's moving with a bullet. That means it's going up the charts. Yes. But, you know, I, I mean, why we chose a hit with a bullet, I don't know. I mean, we chose the title, and, you know, it is what it is. And, and Court TV just just aired uh, this again uh, this past March the 9th. If anybody wants to 
uh, go and, and, and look at that. Uh, you can go on court TV. I believe the episode was called someone they knew, uh, and Tamron Hall is, um, the narrator on it. So just go to court TV, look up someone they knew with Tamron Hall, a hit with a bullet, and you can watch the episode. Now, Sammy, you going on the road? You're going to be traveling, uh, doing concerts? Yeah, we are. Uh, we're, we're working right now, putting a new band together, and hopefully we're going to be out uh, sometime this summer. Um, you know, COVID hit, and uh, whenever it hit, everything just shut down, and uh, I haven't been out on the road since then, but we're looking forward to getting back out and putting a new show together, a new band, and uh, if anybody wants to see us, uh, go to my website, get the contact information, and we'd love to come to your hometown and meet you and play some music for you. Yeah, you got to get up here to Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, you love it. we got a bunch of uh, casinos up here that would be a great spot for a country singer, no question about it. The Northrop Auditorium is a great one. But, yeah, if you're going to do that, please do reach out to us because we'd like to have you on several more times and talk about your shows. And, yeah, so just pop on once in a while, Sammy. That would be great. And if you come to town, we'd love to have you in studio. Man, I would love to do that. Thank you for that. I, I remember back in the 90s uh, when I was I was working 265 days back in the 90s, and uh, one of my booking agents was in Minneapolis, and it was called the Good Music Agency. Oh, yeah. And at the time, they were the, they were the biggest booking agency at the time, and, uh, man, they, they worked us a lot back in those days. Well, we'll get at it again, Sammy. I cannot wait to meet you in person. And but like I said, I'll I'll talk to Barry, or we we'll, we will talk to Barry, because I want to yes. use your song as bumper music, man. I just everything's going to be all right. You watched the news, you read the newspaper, you heard your neighbors scream yeah. at each other, but everything's going to be all right, right? Absolutely, I, I believe so, man. And you know, God's in in control of everything, man. And I'm just. So thankful that he thought enough of me to save me and keep me. And I'm just thankful to still be here doing what I love to do and pursuing a career I started so long ago. Indeed. Sammy, thank you for all your time, and we'll talk to you very soon, sir. All right? God bless you, all of y'all. Y'all have a great day, and thank you for sharing my story. God bless you, you, Sammy. Thank you, sir. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Sammy Sadler, ladies and gentlemen, 1989 country newcomer Sammy Sadler had already charted several critically acclaimed singles and was ready to release his first album, and then what he was talking about. My God. Yeah, I love Southerners' use of the word it. <laughs> the way they use it at the end of a sentence, and they, they how do they say it? They, say, they don't say it, they're like, <laughs> can't even do it. What are well, you talking about? He did about? it like several, he did it several times. 
They use, they use it. They do? I, yeah. Okay, in a funny way, in an interesting well, way. How? What are you talking about? I don't know. Anybody listen to the interview and hear it? You just finished your sentence with it. But it's not mm. it. It's eat. Oh, it says eat. Here, eat. That's like it. That's like it. Well, it doesn't sound good when I do it. They do it better. It's <laughs> They always say eat at the beginning, too. Eat. It's all right. I don't know. It's just funny. Oh, R-I-G-H-T late, is uh, right. Uh, breaking news. Minnesota okay. Twins. Uh-oh. Have announced the following roster move. Uh-oh. Louis Varland will make the start tonight against the White Sox. Fascinating. Louis Varland? Oh, Andy. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Andy. Is that a good thing or I'm a, bad a huge thing? baseball fan, and Andy's pissing yeah, all over. Tom's, Tom's having a good year with baseball. I am having really? a wonderful year so far. Year we, so look, far. we look good. Yeah. They've changed a bunch of the rules, Andy, where the um, the whole game moves faster. It, it is much, much more exciting. Like it I is. Went last I agree. The rules. Last Wednesday, yeah. they did. Last Wednesday, I went to the Twins game and like blink and you miss an inning. It's yeah. super yeah, fast. Like it, it felt like rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, the um, yeah the pitcher has only I don't know how many seconds to it's throw like the next one. Twenty five or something like that. Yep. He yeah, can only twenty. Yeah. They can only go after. Uh, Somebody who's going to steal a base twice. He can't just keep throwing it and throwing nope. it and throwing yep. it. So wait, if you no, if they so if they're on first base, twice, then you get a free steal. Well, if you're essentially yeah, if you're on first huh. base and they can like try to pick you off, they can only do that twice. Because in the past they would do it constantly. Six times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, They've made the bases bigger. Yep, they're eighteen inches. So now. that it's going to be easier to steal. Huh. Um, which makes the game more exciting because stolen bases are always kind of fun to watch. And there's some other statistic about the larger bases. It's fastballs are now very fast balls. Yeah, yeah there you go. Because you don't have less collisions, maybe. I don't know why. Uh, why I think it was it. more. It wasn't about the player no. safety at all. No, okay. this was just to get no. people in the seats. I think. Um, I think it was easier. You're going to get more um, people on base because the base is bigger. That makes sense. Uh-huh. So they can get there. And there was some other other things. I don't remember what they all are, but yeah, most of it had like to do the, with timing. Yeah, the extra innings guy on second base rather than nobody on base. Like they start with somebody on second, so that way you're more likely to score and end the oh, game. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I think other than that, that's pretty much everything. Yeah, but it is a lot faster. You, Tom, you said that it shaped an hour off the game. Some right? of them, yeah. It's like two hours and 25 minutes, I think, is the average yep. game now. Oh, that's good. Some, that's quick. They used to run like three and a half to four hours. Yeah, that's too long. Well, now, it's, Way yeah, too now long. it's quicker than most like football games. It is, yeah. It is. <coughs> yeah, because they finally sped up football games. Football games used to last forever. I don't know what they did with that, but my God. used to be... F- Eight hours later, the game was still being played. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's 18, uh, 15 to 18 inches is the base change. Right, three inches on each side. Yep. Square, yeah. So Indeed. when's the last time they changed a bunch of rules on a I don't game remember. to make it? Before my time. Yeah, it has to have been quite a while. <clears throat> yeah, it's been a long because time. Because I, th- I think ever since that big strike that they had, they haven't come back for audiences. No. I like this. You're the right. change will create a four and a half inch reduction in the distance between first and four second and a half base, inches. which encourages more stolen base attempts. How many stolen base attempts failed by four inches? A lot. Yeah, I'd say really? more than you would think. Yeah. A really? Lot. Yeah. Wow. It does seem minuscule to me. But Those it people, sure does. That's they like, are. It's like half of a player's foot, not even. Yeah. They so. are so fast now, you wouldn't believe how fast these guys are now. And especially like Ooh. somebody hitting, like, a, let's say, a. <clears throat> ground ball to third base and trying to run out to first like there's a lot of plays that happen that are like a bang bang yeah your did your foot touch first or did the guy catch it so yeah yeah that'll help as well yeah that's uh, yeah we're looking good twins have to win tonight and tomorrow because they lost last night in extra innings i'm not having it i'm nope. just telling them. and oh. it's one of those series because the white Sox are bad that yeah. you'd look back yes. at the end of the year if the twins miss out on the playoffs or seeding wise by one or two games you go this is the type of game or series that we should have won to 
not be in this position at the end of the year. Yeah, we were watching some of the game last night, and it was in Chicago, and people were bundled up in parkas and hats, and Mm. there weren't very many people in the stands because it was so cold. Really, in Chicago? It was was 47. colder than here? It was 47 with like a 30-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah. That's kind of how it was here. Yeah, well, I was at the park for two hours with Sage yesterday. It was 60 here yesterday. Well, moving around is a lot different than sitting in a cold. I was sat on a bench for... Depends on if there's like a wind barrier anywhere near you. Because it That's was the true. wind that made it really that cold. That is very true. 30 mile an hour wind is frigid at any temperature. Well, yeah, 30 mile is. an hour wind. But it wasn't as windy here. It was, it was really windy on... The day before. Monday. Yeah. It was, it was 26 on Monday. 26 miles an hour, was yeah. Nasty yeah. Ooh, Yesterday, nasty wasn't it? But I went for an hour long hike on Monday. Well, you're just a polar just bear. People need to <laughs> just calm down. Go outside. We do. We well, anyway, for a so walk I, last night. I hope the twins do something this year. It would be great. Dan's going on next week to a game. If it ever warms up, I'll go to a game. I'm not going to sit there. Ever. I'm not going to sit there with a parka on. It's 67 no. and no wind today. Yeah, it's beautiful outside. Right. And then We're going golfing warmer. tonight. But you're moving. Hardly. Golf? Well, yeah, true. barely. Well, we can walk the whole thing. We could. We could. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh oh. Made some history in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you see that? Who? Nope. What? Where? Why? Here are your How? inductees for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. You got Cheryl Crow. She's not in there already? Nope. Oh, you got Willie Nelson. He's not in there already? But it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <coughs> but he did write some Rock and yeah. Roll songs. But isn't the Rock and Roll He's Hall like of Fame 90. just all of music? Yeah, it seems more. Yeah, yeah it seems to basically be anyone yeah. at this point. And here's your point. To your point, first female hip-hop artist to be inducted is who? Ooh, I'm going to say... Missy Elliott. I was going to say Missy Elliott. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Fantastic. Yesterday I was thinking about how great Missy Elliott is and how all of her songs were just banger after banger. Yes. She did the theme song to Us Told by Ginger, right? What? I have no idea what you're talking about. Wasn't that Missy Elliott? No, you're thinking of... That was Macy Gray. Macy Gray, yes. Yeah, the I tried. Yes. Lady, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I try to yep. say goodbye and I yeah, you, choke. Whatever happened to her? You never hear that from is, her anymore. She was like the ultimate one-hit wonder. First of all, she had the raspiest she voice. She did. She probably can't even voice. speak anymore because no. her voice box broke. And like, <laughs> is that how she talked too, or is I that wonder. just her singing voice? Well, that's Macy a Gray. desirable thing in like the blues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, hers went like a little too far, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. it went it, beyond yeah. that like smoky voice into like go see a doctor territory. Yeah. <laughs> You have some sort of problem. You have an issue. Yeah. No, she's still doing stuff. She just released an album in 2018. 2018 just a while ago. Well, in, in, in music years, that might as well be 100. It's her 10th yeah. album, though. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. I can't think of any other Macy Gray song other than the... I Try yeah. to Say Goodbye and the As Told by Ginger. Most people probably couldn't. As told by Ginger. Mm-hmm. What a show. What uh, the a only show. lyric I remember from that song is, the grass is greener on the other side. Is mm-hmm. that how it ended? That's how it's ended. It ended. Yep. Oh, my God. I just saw, saw, saw something. Oh Employees God. say there was no indication preceding the past two weeks that the company was spiraling. They what? shut down 500 stores in America. Do you know who it was? Bed, Bath & Beyond. Yeah, that too. That shut down yeah. too. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like declared bankruptcy. almost gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are gone now. <clears throat> I think they're online only. Well, that's their own fault. Five hundred <laughs> stores for Jenny Craig is closed forever. Jenny Craig. That's still a I was going to say the fact that there were any yeah. oh, the weight true. loss place. Yeah, the weight loss place. Why huh. would that go out of business? Because they ran out of funding. They couldn't get funding. Well, think of the last time you talked to somebody that was doing Jenny Craig. Yeah, I'd, but I'd, it's yeah. been around. Didn't for think they ever. were still around. So. I know, but like, like Weight That's Watchers. Like Weight Watchers went under. Yeah. It, what? But Weight Watchers is more popular. Like, well, you'll was, hear about people doing Weight Watchers. Well, that's owned yeah. by Oprah. It is? Oh, that's yeah, right. She, she bought it. Because yeah. yep. well, Andy, you and Melissa did Weight Watchers for a while, didn't you? Uh, briefly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they um they modernized. They have like an app and everything. I don't yeah, know if Jenny all, Craig really it's did. It's all a point system. It's yeah, like it's like the food is worth three points, points or well, whatever. Well, that's Weight Watchers, too. That is that's Weight what Watchers. I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I, yeah, but I don't know what Jenny Craig Jenny does. Craig also like 
it had a very specific demographic. It was all yeah, it was like, like bigger white women. Is yeah, they marketed to like between thirty I mean, and fifty. What, what's that supposed to mean? Bigger women. white women. That's just who they marketed think, to. Yeah. Racist weight loss company yeah. that yeah they yeah. were like yeah we're here Racist. for all the big white women. Not Racist. saying that that's a bad thing. <laughs> it, they just like, is. Just <laughs> there. For your information, <laughs> her cosmetic surgeon is named Dr. Dennis Negro. So who's Jenny Craig's. What? She has a, she has a wait, cosmetic she surgeon. She had like a jaw issue that. She oh, had to okay. Get I thought she got like oh. a lap band. Did? Or I was yep. gonna say lap like, band. And it was done. Everybody Negro? worked out, and you got well, a lap band it's, surgery. It's either Negro or it's pronounced a different way. N i g r o. So. Uh, oh, you don't want to pronounce. Go with Negro. You, Andy. How would you prefer to pronounce? Yeah, that? let's go with Negro. And let's not go with the other one. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. But I did not. Yikes. Well, there's a guy that was on the um, city on a hill. Yeah. And his, he's a white guy, and his last name is Del Negro, which yeah. I haven't seen that name in years. There was a basketball player that yeah, was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Vinny Del Negro. Yeah. Vinny Del Negro, yeah, exactly. Vinny the Black. Yeah. Well, Del would be of the black. Oh, oh of Del. the black. Yeah, yes. there you go. You're right. It'd be of the black. Uh, do you guys know who Tori Bowie is? No. I know who David Bowie is. David no. Bowie, Bowie, we know, yes. But I feel I just heard a story about Bowie, did you? Tori, she is a oh, track good. and field athlete. She's uh, won in the uh, won in the Olympics, did she not? Oh, she think? was a track and field athlete. Oh, U.S. Olympic chan- champ is dead at <coughs> thirty-two. Oh my, that's terrible. What? what? Why? How? Why? How? Tori Bowie, a decorated U.S. Olympian and world champion sprinter, has been found dead. The thirty-two-year-old was discovered in a Florida home. Her agent, Kimberly Holland, told CNN on Wednesday. Adding the cause of death is unknown. Holland's company, Icon Management, shared the very sad news on Twitter. We've lost a client, a dear friend, a daughter, and a sister. A beacon of light that shines so bright. U.S. Track and Field also wanted the athlete on Twitter saying her impact on the sport is immeasurable. There have been a lot of athletes dying around the age of 30 lately. Well, at that age, it's either drugs, suicide, or some intense health problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you don't <clears throat> die at 32. Uh, not often. And especially not an Olympic athlete where you're yeah. in like uh, yeah. peak physical right. condition. I have a question. We have answers. Hopefully. Because I don't know. And if we I don't looked have on them, the we will internet them up. and I didn't <laughs> find any. Um, what's her face? Brittany, the basketball player Grinder. that was Grinder. Grinder. Yeah. Grinder. Dan showed me a picture of her yesterday in just men's basketball shorts. No shirt. Yes. Looks like a man. Yeah. Yep. I'm confused. Is she, was she born female? It's yeah. difficult to Do say. Do we know? Like, if she wasn't, there's nothing, like, public about it. But yeah. I've seen a lot of, which sounds weird to say now out loud, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've, like she does post, like, a lot of topless photos. Yeah, and mm, looks like uh, a man. Yeah. Really? She yeah. does? There's no yeah. breast no, tissue whatsoever. There's no breast no. tissue whatsoever. Maybe and she had no, them removed. No, there's no scar, though, because everybody that gets... That there's yeah, like a big scar yeah, a big right scar. here, and she doesn't have any scar. As far as I know, she is not. Not yeah. trans. No, no. So. I didn't think so either, because like on her Wikipedia, it just says Brittany, and she played with the men's football team to make her legs stronger so she could dunk and whatever. But she's six mm. foot eight. But you mean some has women? Like a glandular disorder. Some women are six foot eight. Like there are a lot of vol. Like my niece is six foot four, and. My mother-in-law was like, oh, do you think she's going to try out for the – she plays volleyball. And they're like, do you think she's going to try out for the U of M women's volleyball team? And my sister-in-law was like, no, she's not tall enough. The front people, the blockers yeah. in volleyball on, at the U of M are all like six, seven, six, eight. Yeah. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. they're not I went to a game and I sat down on the – Yeah, we were just there this past uh, yeah, winter. I, yeah, a couple of them seemed like they were maybe that yeah, tall. It's the blockers. They have to be that. She's like, yeah, she's not tall enough. Like, I'm like, a six-foot-four woman is not tall enough for something? Wow. That's wild. And so, but <laughs> it's platform the, sneakers. The thing about her is the, yeah, the <clears throat> topless pictures and the voice. Yeah, her yeah. voice is very deep. And her hands are bigger than LeBron James. They are? Yes. Jeez. I was going to ask about that. Is Okay, so now with the whole transgender thing, melding into everybody's sports and all this kind of stuff, is it okay for a female to take testosterone? Is that a banned oh. substance? Yeah, Probably, isn't yes. that a performance enhancing? Yeah, but I mean, could you take just enough where you wouldn't, like, turn, you know, actually transition, but it would help you with your strength? Well, and I think that that's one of the big concerns about the whole thing is it's like, okay, because if... I started taking testosterone, and I was like, I'm a male now, and I competed in male sports. 
then it's like, okay, yes, because you're it's a trans person and you should be able well, to do your sport. It's not going to make any difference to men. No. 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 Women, you're not going to no. win everything yes. in yeah. sight. Male going to female right. is a different Because there was the, story. the swimmer that was a yes. man that kept continually getting like... We were talking fourth yeah. or fifth, and then went to the women's side yes. and just destroyed. Yeah. We were talking. Yes. We were actually talking about that this morning because Fawn was talking about um, if Dan would win in a ski race against Jesse Diggins, who's like one of the most celebrated female cross country skiers, and he was like, Jesse Diggins would win for sure. In like, skiing, geez. I can't imagine the gender gap is very large. Oh, yes. The yeah. times are much right. different. Because you you're skate to, yeah. skiing and oh. you've got to have that yeah. quad strength and the <laughs> yeah. upper body I thought it was always gravity. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Anyway, and Dan was like, no. And then he was like, and then Fawn was like, well, yeah, Jesse Dickens always wins. And Dan was like, nobody always wins except for, and then he mentioned that swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she always well, wins. Well, there just was a, tr- uh, just a... Um, bicycle race and the transgender person won the $35,000 which yep. was the first time there's ever been a big purse in women's mm-hmm. bicycling I guess. Really? Oh, yeah. How fun. I feel like the thing I don't know. It's hard because it's really hard because I I, I think that there's just no right answer. Well I the truth of the matter is is that males transitioning to females still are always going to have, yeah, they have a gigantic advantage. advantage in every sport. Right. It's yes. just, that's just how it is. Yes. Now, whether or not we accept that and just say, okay, all trans athletes are going to win everything from now on. And anybody who is a cisgendered female just may as well not even bother trying to win. I guess that's just what you have to decide. That's why I, I think, think if you all ha- sports should be robots. There you go. Robotic sports. Exactly. There's the right answer. There it is. Whoever can build the strongest robot wins the sport. Yeah. Then there's no question about any of this. There you go. I I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to consider, and it's not being considered. And if you talk, if you even have a discussion about it, a lot of people will just start screaming at you that you're transphobic, which is not the case. You can have discussions about things and not be transphobic. I don't think that the issue has been debated enough i really don't no and it's been an issue that hasn't been like around long enough exactly really have some sort of concrete right ideas on so you know looking looking at that whole deal is we have we have what are we the other day at least four or five friends that are trans right three the three but there there are a couple more that i used to work with yeah oh you probably don't even know them but that's the interesting thing about that whole deal is all, well, I shouldn't say all because there's a couple that I haven't talked to about it, but they don't share the same ideas that some of these people are doing nothing oh, but complaining. A lot of transgender people don't. They don't no. agree with it at all. It's like, no. just, it's who I am. Leave me alone. I don't want you praising me. I don't want you damning me. Just leave me alone. Treat me like a human. Right. That's fair, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You would think anyway. Um, you know, there's been a lot of battling going on about Yellowstone. No. No. The show? The show, yeah. Why? Or the park. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. which one? Yes, like, the, the park. Battle of Yellowstone. Yellowstone? <laughs> the show Yellowstone, they said that Taylor Sheridan wasn't getting along with Kevin Costner and nobody knew why and they couldn't get it started and they couldn't get together and blah, blah, blah. Well, we found out the answer today. Oh, money? Kevin Costner is getting divorced. I could see how you wouldn't want to meet up and talk about your new TV show or the second, third, fourth season or whatever the hell it is. I didn't know he was married. I don't, I know. don't even know I tra- he's married I, I, don't, I don't keep track Three of Three times Hollywood. he's been married. Well, Marriages, because I mean, they come and go so fast. Right. Oh, so the other one you wasn't married to? Because he has children, children with three different women, I know. There's a, yeah, there's oh, a 10-year so gap between <clears throat> his marriages. Oh. Oh, yeah, and then there was the original one he had it. He has grown children with one of the women I know. He has that. seven children. Oh, yeah, seven. Wow. a lot of children. Real Nick a lot Cannon of kids. out here. <laughs> well, Nick, Can- Nick Cannon's got some kids. Nick Cannon has so many kids, and it, oh it's just ridiculous. And it's like a lot of them are with his like wilding out girls that he hires on his show yes. and stuff uh, like that. He's a disaster. I used to watch movie. that when it first started, and it was I thought it was so funny, and then it was like this is just it's ridiculous. What, what was that? Wilding out. It's like the black version of whose line is it anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. really what it is. Yeah, pretty much. I how many kids does he twelve? Who? Nick Cannon. I feel like it's Nick. more. More than that? I feel like it's more. Fifteen. 
He has be a fabulous 12. father to all those kids. Hey, I was right. Lots of those things. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things on the internet, like a DNA test, but finding out what percentage of Nick Cannon you are. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's like the stroller parking at Disney World, you know, where there's like 50 strollers and they're like Nick Cannon's family reunion or whatever. Every morning you wake up, not another birthday party. That's pretty funny, actually. I like that. I like this. Nick Cannon briefly pursued celibacy in late 2021. Four hours. Uh, <laughs> half a day. Model Brie TC gave birth to their son in June 2022. <laughs> so it must have been a very, very brief, brief period of celibacy. Very mm-hmm. brief. The thing I just don't get is, okay, I mean, are all of these children planned? I doubt I'm it. No chance. Give me a break. But by the women, you know, there's... Probably certain advantages I mean, to having a child right. with Nick Cannon. I'll say there's probably at least one of the ladies that was like, you know what? Because Nick Cannon has a ton of money. That's what I'm there's saying. There's probably at least one that was like, yeah, this is a good payday. And like they to could be half siblings with Mariah Carey's children. Right. Like that's, that's kind of that, that see that's <laughs> see. I don't know because otherwise, have you ever <clears throat> heard of a condom, Nick Cannon? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody? Nope. I don't get or maybe it. after twelve kids, you know, that's maybe what a vasectomy. That's just what right. I'm saying. Get it done. It's right. just like, not that difficult. Yeah. There's, there's other stop options. Stop this. Yeah. yeah. Stop this craziness. Well, That's, yeah, if you can't be celibate for more than half a day. Yeah, just get a vasectomy and Yeah. And speaking of people with a lot of kids, have you seen the Our Father documentary on Netflix? <laughs> this no. artificial, like, insemination, like, sperm bank place was run by some guy, and okay. he would go into the back room to oh, get the yes. sample, no. but it was no. his No, wanking. Oh, and no. so he fathered, like, yes, I When 23andMe oh. came out. These people were like, you have 97 hits, the people that you're related to is like brother mm-hmm. and sister, and they put together this web where it, yeah, this guy yeah. fathered like half of Dr. Donald Klein. Yeah, guy. like hundreds of kids. 94 yep. offspring. Yep. What? Only 94? Did he go to jail? Oh, yeah, he's, he's How's he going to support all those children? <laughs> That's a he lot can't. Of child he goes to jail, though. <laughs> no, because you sign away any rights or anything when you're a sperm donor. And you know what his penalty but was? You pick your donor, don't you? By. I mean, when you go in there, don't you don't you say the traits that you want in your gene pool? Maybe not at the sperm bank. Yeah. Maybe they were like, "We'll take himself. anything." His penalty was a one-year suspended sentence. That's okay. it. Well, well, really harsh. Mm, yeah, not by somebody that should have a vasectomy. Yeah, yeah. forced by the court. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, you will have. There a vasectomy. are certain. I mean, really, when you turn twenty, you should have to like take a life skills test. And an evaluation. Mm, I'd say by 16 these days. <laughs> I suppose that's true. And yeah. then you either get, because vasectomies are reversible. Not Sometimes. really. That's kind of a myth. Oh, is it? The longer you've had a vasectomy, the less reversible well, yeah. it becomes. But I'm saying like if it's 16 to 25, you're probably okay. And there's a lot of people that don't go in for the follow-up and it didn't work. Mm. I know many people that they're like, oh, my husband had a vasectomy and we didn't, didn't go, go in for the follow up. That reminds me of somebody. I went Who in for the follow up. Matter of fact, I do remember when I got my vasectomy, my sack caught on fire. Caught on fire. What exaggeration? Did you no, go? it's not. Oh, that's why you can't have children anymore. It was the. Right. We were supposed to remove the testicles. thermite charges, right. yeah. but yeah. you left them in. The left them in. The vasectomy so the, didn't take. Oh, it didn't work. Where'd my, where'd my firecrackers Honest, go? I am not kidding you. When <laughs> I got my vasectomy, it smelled like cooked meat. It is. It yeah. is cooked well, it meat. Is technically. I mean, you're <laughs> burning It's cottery, yeah. 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 But your sack didn't catch <laughs> did on too. fire. They had to call the if fire department. If there was department. an open, f- just flames. See, this is what goes through his head when I know. the smallest thing happens to him. I know. Oh, it's God. really, <laughs> to live a life <laughs> like that. It's horrible. It just sounds hard. <laughs> if, Can't if you I'm, wait to get married? If my sack was singed, I would also say that it caught on fire. See? It caught on fire. For two people without male genitalia to try and belittle what you went through? Mm. Okay. Wouldn't agree Let's talk more. about childbirth. Yeah. Let's talk about more. childbirth. You don't yeah. catch on fire when you have a baby. <laughs> that is no, true. You don't. I bled 70 gallons. So I read an article today where, speaking of childbirth, the oh largest baby to be born in Minnesota, 15 pounds, How? 15 ounces, 24 and a half inches long. Was, was it the, born was C-section? It a year overdue? I didn't have to about I didn't read really too much more into the article, but I they need said to know he was if the it was size born. of an average 
five month old. Yeah, yeah, easily fifteen pounds. Sage was almost ten, so he was big. I was eleven. But fifteen pounds, That's a big baby. My buddy Mark Merrill's was thirteen five. I know that. Jeez. That had to yeah, be. It one had of to my be brothers a was almost thirteen pounds. He was had, a blue ribbon baby. Oh, how cute! Blue ribbon. Um, and he, you have it has to be undiagnosed gestational diabetes at that point to have that big of a baby. I don't. I mean, and I. Well, you think you think that like Sage was a large baby. He's not going to be a He's big person. Not a large person. He's not going to be large. Nope. It does not track for some it strange does, reason. No, the size of the baby does not make the size of the person no. whatsoever. Because Fawn was a massively chunky baby, mm-hmm. and she's the tiniest, tiniest little sparrow walked, you've ever right? seen. Little yeah. sparrow. Yeah. Sure, no. Both of my kids have like the smallest bone. Like their bones are so. Their bird Her bones. arms are what just kills me. It's like um. Well, like, I have pictures of me with you when I was a kid. I have one where I'm holding your face, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like, how are your arms not snapping when yeah, the wind blows? Yeah, that's not even an arm. It's not even qualify <laughs> as a human arm. So small. I know. I know. Well, yeah, that's a large baby. That is one large baby. When was it born, Tavin? Do you remember? Uh, 1986. <clears throat> oh, this is old. Maybe it was old. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Okay. It's just like, just wild. It wasn't Andy. Stop wasn't telling me. the story wasn't because that's the year I started at the queue, so they think I ran away. Nineteen eighty-six. No, we didn't have those problems at the house. What problems at the house? <laughs> Too big a baby. Are you going back to flaming sacks? Wait, I was say your sack was on fire by that point. So <laughs> yeah, yeah shut up, all house. you go home, get away. <laughs> Just from during me. surgery. All you get away from now me. Now I'm interested it. to we see what Dan says when he has his vasectomy. <laughs> Is he going to be as dramatic? I don't think so. He's not a dramatic no. person. He won't talk about it. No, he'll just unless be like, I'm th- fine. Unless he's had three Manhattans. <laughs> yes. Then he'll tell you every then he detail. Chatty. Then he, he gets possibly, chatty. Possibly, yeah. What about that one weird Swedish liquor that they used to drink? Aquavit. Aquavit, yep. It's not Aquavit. It's Aquavit. 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 <laughs> Whatever. Aquavit. Boy, look at the time. How do you say 1215 in Swedish? <laughs> You're just scared to All right. We got to go. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.